God damn it. All right. Well, here we are. Requiem for a Tuesday. This is Adam Pacora. Sorry, I'm making noise. Um, so this is attempt number two at trying to record this episode because uh, I had my headphones live, but I did not have my mic live, and I was like 20 minutes in um, of s- 20 minutes into a talk of sidetracks. <laughs> I was 20 minutes into a story that was only supposed to be like a couple sentences like sum up lead to what it was, but then I ended up like getting pretty into it. And it was pretty good. I had some good fucking lines in there. That's that's what bums me out the most. Is that like I can easily like repeat the same exact type of story that I had before cuz it's my story. Like that's a thing and I had a point going in that I was trying to make and it's like the the little details. What if they don't come out as good this time? Which is fine. But also, like, I really don't want to say the same fucking thing again. But I'm gonna. Sorry. I'm gonna. Don't worry. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't just leave you hanging. Um, but uh, I probably will not make it as ranty and ridiculous. But who the fuck knows what's gonna happen? We'll find out. I just uh yeah, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Maybe three. <laughs> I didn't even mean that to be a joke, but it, 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 I, I've been going through some shit. And uh, um, I'm going to break that down a little bit, which I wasn't originally going to do. It's supposed to be a summary. And then I'm going to break down like a whole bunch more shit. And it's eventually going to loop together and do a nice, pretty little package, I think. Okay? Uh, let's hope that this is uh, compelling and not just fucking pointless. To you, I mean, to me, I think that it's brilliant. I'm about to do some some quality story building here. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to start with about two weeks ago, it was my birthday. So today's 30th, 15 days ago was my birthday. I turned 25. And it affected me in some pretty profound ways that I really did not expect it to. And so much wild shit has happened in the last, in the two weeks since that, and it all culminated literally to a moment that I had, like, maybe 20 minutes before I started recording that first one, which was right before this. So, like, it was like an hour ago that this all really came together, and it was like, wow, I, I'm so glad I wasn't able to record yesterday. I was originally going to do this when I got home from work yesterday. And I didn't because it was my buddy's birthday. Shout out to Justice. Happy birthday, buddy. I love you. And yeah, I was going to do it like right after work. I worked at five in the morning. I was going to get home at like noon, you know, bang out a quick pod. And then uh, we're back, you know, it's two, three o'clock. You're chilling. That's it. And, yeah, there's your day. So that's how I like to do it. And that's why I'm a little upset that I wasted, like, 30 minutes going into this. But that's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Bringing the shit back together. And uh, normally, yeah, I, I mean, it just came all together in such a way. I'm so excited for it. And I, that was part of the reason why I was upset that I was, like, dragging it out so long. Because I was like, dude, I just want to get to the part where it gets crazy. And I hope that it has that same payoff or at least a similar one for somebody. If anybody listens to this yet or ever does hear this, um, I hope that the point means something. It's kind of like 
a meta point because of what ended up happening. But anyway, I hope it at least entertains. Um, if it connects with you, that would be great. Um, rfatpodcast at gmail.com for any inquiries of any kind. And, uh, yeah. So, we're talking around January 3rd. That's where I'm going to start. I got sick. Like, I had a very extreme flu. It was a sun. There was a Sunday night, I believe, where I woke up in the middle of this, in the middle of the night. I'd been fine, you know, maybe a little phlegmy, like a runny nose or something. Um, it's the middle of winter, you know. And I just was immediately, like, so nauseous. And I was like, I. You know, like, when you're, like, gonna puke and you, like, kind of have the spins and you can, like, kind of fight it off. And some, like, there's a couple, there's a few rare times where it works and you're like, fuck yeah. And, like, I wasn't drinking or anything. Like, it wasn't that kind of spins, but it was, like, a, a, just a pure nausea spin. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, I'm gonna throw up, like, for sure. And I was kind of fighting it off and I was kind of winning, you know? Like, it was working. It would kind of come in waves, like... I would win, and then it would come back. It was kind of like a little boxing match I had with this nausea. And I, my crutch so far is saying and to fill time instead of doing ums, because I'm trying to be conscious of that, but I'm doing that too. And that is, you know, pretty upsetting, but <clears throat> we're working up the kinks here. But, oh, uh, there's the same shit. Um. I, yeah, I just had to fucking puke. I don't know why. And so uh, I couldn't, I, it came back, you know. We 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 went into like the fifth, sixth round and uh, I got gassed. You know, I was throwing haymakers and that, th- that nausea was playing defense and uh, he caught me, caught me good. I was gassed anyway. Um, so yeah, I threw up and it was just like completely out of nowhere. I was doing, it was a completely normal day and everything. And then. The next morning, I was, like, freezing. Like, freezing. Like, as if, I were, if it, as if I'd slept outside. It was, like, 18 degrees. We had the heat on either way. I'm in a house. I'm on the second floor. You know, I got blankets. Like, I was wearing them, and I was shivering. And I, I didn't know what was going on. Um, I think I might have been shivering a little bit when I went to bed that night. Like, I started to feel a little weird before I went to bed, but then I just threw up. And then, so I didn't go to work the next day, because I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Maybe I just have, like, a like a little food poisoning, like a weird 24-hour bug. And I just stayed under the blankets all day. I was so cold the whole time, and it just got worse and worse and worse. And I basically couldn't afford to call off work for a whole week or however long it was going to be. Um, couldn't have afforded a second day so i go to work the next day it's awful i got so many layers on you know i had like two three pairs of socks um up to that point i i wear shorts under my pants like as a way to like not wear long johns and like when i get home i can just take my pants off i already got shorts on like that's pretty chill and it's also just good as another layer so i'll normally do that in the winter like when needed um but i hadn't up to that point it it had been pretty warm granted but like it was cold that week and I, i don't know I just wasn't, but I, I did, um, and it was, like, I was wearing, like, two shirts, like, a long sleeve shirt, a short sleeve shirt, and then I was wearing, like, a hoodie and my, um, 
my parka over it all the way buttoned. I almost always wear it open just because, like, I don't like the constricting. But then I also hate it flowing around, so I don't really know. But uh, either way, I always, like, have it open because I have a hoodie on under, and it's just a weird, it's, I don't know. It's my uh, dystopian goth look, my thrift store bullshit look. I I can't come to terms with it sometimes. <laughs> um, just kidding. Uh, my hoodies are dope. Wish I had more. I wish I had like five hundred hoodies. Like people want the closet for the shoes, or, or just the designer in general. It's like I just want hoodies. And I, I want to live in a place where I can wear a hoodie three hundred and sixty-five days a year. Like could like at night, you know, because then I would still like warm days where I can like have shorts on, you know. Wouldn't want to have to wear a hoodie every day. Like it's like ho- hoodies are optional. You, you can get by. Anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just so cold and I was still trying to go smoke cigs, which I had been doing for a long time. I cut back sometimes. I like flow quit a couple times. Um, I was never really that bad. It's not like I'm pack a day, two pack a day guy, pack and a half, whatever. It was like at my peak, I was doing like 10 um, and that felt like a lot. And no matter what, whenever I would start to have more from what my minimum was or like my thing before, I'd always panic about it. I don't want to make this whole thing about smoking. Um, but yeah, and I just kind of made the decision while being that sick because it lasted all week. I spent every day coming home and just in full clothing, getting under like three blankets and just staying there until I woke up and went to work again. It was awful. And it, I was not getting better. It got worse the next day, and then it kind of eased up from there. And by the weekend, I was good. I just could not stop violently coughing. Whatever. And, you know, cigs taste weird when you're sick, too. It's like you don't even like them as much. Like, you're still doing it because you want to do it. And then you kind of regret doing it because you're like, this tastes bad. Like, this was dumb. Why did I bother um, putting all the effort, you know, to come out here and whatever? And it was during a smoke break at work where I was just like, I'm so cold that I have to stop. And, like, you never stop. Like, you go out in the thing to smoke a cig because you want to smoke a cig. When you stop smoking that cig, whether you're drunk or whatever, it's because you decide you don't want the cig anymore. It doesn't matter how cold it is. You're like, I'm good with this. It's out. You know, whatever. Because you've had enough. Like, the cold can maybe speed up that process. But you're never like, man, I want to finish this, but I'm going to go inside. That that doesn't happen. I don't know. Um, and I was just like, that. that's how sick I was, one, is one thing. But two, it was also just like kind of a moment. And I was also just like, why am I, like, I, I always get to that thing in my head. Cause I'm kind of a, I'm a hypochondriac, which doesn't make sense as why I'd be smoking. But that, that's also kind of part of this origin story thing that I'm telling right now. Um. I just was like, I'm out. I don't, I don't want to do it. Because I'll always be like, if, I, if I'm having one and then I'm alone, just like chilling, it's like, what the fuck am I doing? This doesn't make any sense. And it's like, this is my fourth one today? And it's like, oh. And it's like, if you're dehydrated, it, like you just feel it more. And I don't know, my anxiety would just build and build and build. And uh, I just hated it. I hated doing that. But then like, there's so many times when you just love it. 
You just love it. And that's the first thing you think of, like, when it stops. Like, oh, man, I loved it. Bring it back. Um, but I, um, I, I was just like, I, I don't want to do this. This is dumb. Because I was too sick to be enjoying it. It was hard. I was just in pain and cold all day. And then I would go outside and I'm like, dude, I can't handle this. Because I was wearing like three jackets. I was wearing like all those layers inside. Minus the parka. I was wearing all those layers inside. Like, it, I was so cold still. And I, I had another jacket that I put on that just wasn't that big and ridiculous. Because like at my work, you know. But the whole time I was just, yeah. I was just in all those layers. And I'm not that. It, it was insane. Um, so anyway, to wrap that part up, I was just like, yeah, I'm done. And then I had one on my birthday, but whatever. I don't give a fuck. I was drunk. It was fun. And I'd like to get to a place where I can have one every few months, you know, but I can't be the guy to have them because I I was just doing a freezer thing where I was like, okay, I'm only going to take two with me. And the next thing you know, I'm taking five with me or four with me. And the next thing you know, I just have it on me. And it's like, okay, that wasn't the point of this. I was trying to like make it chill. And uh, I, I want to get to the point where I can just have a pack in my freezer. And I'm only going in there once a month, maybe. You know, and it's on my terms. But that I know that that won't happen now. Like, it'd be like, oh, we smoked, we we drank, whatever we did. <laughs> oh, there are, those are in the freezer. Let's go get them. So I just have to not do it. Um, and I did the jewel thing, and that's dumb, and I don't want to do that anymore either. Those are stupid, and I don't like them. I do like them, but no. Um, this wasn't supposed to be about the smoking part. So... I think that that was a builder for my anxiety because, like, I don't know, like, it ramped it up. I know that, like, smoking raises it. And, like, you could show me a thing that says, like, it's proven to raise your anxiety. And I believe you. But at the same time, I'd be like, yeah, but it doesn't. Because, <laughs> like, you're stressed out, you go have a cig. And it, like, chills you out. Because, like, it's like, even if you don't get that buzz, it's just, like, the the buzz still happens whether you feel it or not. Not all the time, I know that, but, like, it's like, okay, this is relief now. And so then, like, that kind of went away. So I think my anxiety built up. I don't really remember it building up. I remember it being like, man, what do I do the next time I go on break? Or, like, get, like, again, like, super stressed about something, and I just want to, like, sig it out. It's like, well, what do I do then? And that was the part and it was like uh, man i'm walking to work it's like what am i doing during this walk it's like all, all those all those like little moments and uh all of a sudden you know i just like it just like hits me the day before my birthday or the day it was the day before because the day of was fine I, I feel like i feel like my brain made me get it out of my system a day early but i just like freaked out i was like dude i'm about to turn 25 i haven't done shit What's going on? Where am I going? What have I done? How do I change it? I'm going to die soon. It's like, no, I'm not going to die soon. And I, I don't want to die ever is also a thing, if I haven't shared that. Like, I want to live forever. Like, Matrix, whatever. Um, download me onto a computer. Consciousness, though. I don't want to just, like, have an Android act like me forever. That's stupid. And no Android could be this fucking ridiculous. So, um, like, yeah, if there's any consciousness transfer thing or, like, just cyborgism, starts coming around and you can like just upgrade you know i'd be into that um whatever we got to do to keep this thing rolling you know you know let me know um once it's 100 percent, i'm not risking my life to do it so but once it happens let me know so and i just started having like mortality things (laughs) i'm like man i'm getting old i haven't done anything (laughs) and it's like uh well technically my life like just started (laughs) like 
as as like a okay this this guy's like finally just like an independent person it's like i haven't lived with my parents for you know years at this point but still it's like it's finally just like all right i'm stable you know like i've, I've got it under control and it's like this is the exact time for that to happen and i think that that's that's part of it you're kind of just like facing everything for the first time it's like all right well i overcame a lot of obstacles that i wanted to and it's like well what's what's the next obstacle you know, it was like, how do I, first it was like, how do I get a car? And then it's like, well, how do I, how do I get an apartment? And then it's like, well, how do I maintain this lifestyle now? How do I handle this? Like an entire new thing. And then once you're comfortable, it's just like, oh, so like, uh, I should probably be doing something else. And I think it just usually happens as a timeout to when you're 25. I think that the milestone of that age too, like, you know, we just have to put numbers into context to simplify them for us. And 25 is one of those numbers. And it's just like, okay, well, this is like a benchmark thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I think I'm really at the spot that I should be at. But the story that I'm trying to tell is about a specific relationship. Well, I'm going to backtrack on that. So whenever I look back on stuff, I look back on them fondly. Like, I like the good memories. Um, I'll acknowledge like, oh, in that period, I was really depressed because of this, this, and this, and this is what wasn't good about this relationship. And it was actually pretty toxic and terrible, blah, 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 whatever. And then, but I'll also be like, yeah, but like, we had a blast. And like, that's all I'll focus on, and which is great. It's like the, it's like watching a clip show as your memories instead of, you know, whatever else. <laughs> instead of like a courtroom recounting of the thingy. <laughs> I can't remember what they're called um, and so that's just how I am but there's like one relationship in my life I think it, it happened at a pivotal point and it changed the course of a lot of things um, it has a million stories just within that relationship didn't last very long it was like 8 or 9 months and uh, see this is kind of weird doing this back to back because now I can't tell if I already talked about it in this pod I know that I haven't like I'm really really certain that I haven't but if feels like i just did this and well i did right but on this recording oh god this is awful but having said that we it was just like every bad decision i ever could have made and uh, i don't know there's a million just insane bad shit stories from that it's part of the reason why like i just been like holding it like i've told a bunch of them here and there to like individual people and it helps like it helps to get it out uh, i had to see a therapist after it was all said and done amongst other things and uh yeah i mean i don't mind talking about it, it doesn't affect me it's not a thing where I, I never look back on anything and like feel an emotion like unless it's like a dope thing and i'm like yeah that was sick bro i fucking saw this bro I fucking sick. okay bad bit um so yeah, like uh, I can talk about it freely; it doesn't matter. But it's like I also don't want to bombard people with stories about a r- terrible relationship. Like that's not something that anybody would be looking forward to. You know what I mean? So I think that if we discuss things openly, like it, it helps things a lot. Anyway, <laughs> I have a million stories in general, and that relationship alone has a million stories. And the reason why I want to do this podcast was to tell a bunch of those stories because I think they're fucking wild. Okay. I love the title of that little shitty fucking stop motion that Ben Wyatt tried to make. Those are the two things. It's like, I, I got shit to say, um, and nobody wanted to do it with me, so I put it all together myself. Um, it's not incredibly, like, 
expensive, you know? Like I didn't I didn't invest. This isn't like a ten thousand dollar venture that I'm like banking my life on, but you know, I invested time and a little bit of cash and it's I, I just feel like, you know, it's something that I should be doing. Um also because I don't have the confidence for stand up. Um so the backstory for this disaster of a relationship <laughs> is uh middle school, seventh grade. Phones are just becoming a thing. Puberty is hitting hard, okay? And I think that it's an important distinction that we don't really realize that we had. Um, I'm in seventh grade that in 2007, so the iPhone just came out. Nobody, No kids have one, but most kids have a phone. There were still some kids who didn't have a phone, but it was to the point where like, you kind of got roasted, but it was not uncommon. And uh, we're talking T9, uh, your ballsy move was... Uh, or the baller move was a hundred percent um a keyboard phone. Like Holy Grail being the sidekick, but I mean anybody with a keyboard phone was like pretty pretty tight. Although some kids would like get a Blackberry because they were like expensive and like people on T V used them, but like those phones were not like I mean, I don't know what the functionality is like now. Like if you compare it back, it might be either really primitive and really easy or like even more convoluted but i just remember like being in seventh grade it was like absolutely complicated like it didn't make any sense to me on how to work that but whatever i think they were dumb palms were sick but that was expensive and that might have been a little bit after but anyway so like we were growing up right along the parallels of tech like it was like the internet was super normal, like we were using AIM, and that's going to be a, a thing that I'm about to talk about, but, you know, like MySpace, like that was all legit, like that was all going on right then, so it was kind of a new time to be that age, and it's like, well, I have all this stuff, and like you don't realize it, you know, like, whoa, like, I mean, you're like, whoa, that's fucking, this is cool, I want that shit, but you're not realizing that, like, you know what I mean? That, like, your life is forming. Your Everything is so fucking dramatic when you're going through puberty that, like, every little moment just destroys you all the time. And uh, it's it's awful. I mean, I hate it. Um, and I'm an incredibly shy person by nature. It's only grown for... I got plenty of stories on that for the reasons why. But uh, I'm not going to try to divulge a bunch into this. This is... I'm, I'm effectively doing what I did the first time again, like, on that one that didn't record right where I'm just rambling this out. So uh, I guess it's good that the same effect is happening twice. That's really important. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I I could not talk to girls, but it was when you first noticed girls, for me, at least. It was, like, seventh grade. I was just like, oh, my God, they're beautiful. Before that, they were just girls, you know? Yeah, you can borrow, here's my here's some construction paper, you need yellow? You know, whatever. It didn't fucking matter. They're just people. Everybody was a person. That was it. There were no lines um, to cross. You couldn't do anything. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, you knew the difference. You're like, yeah, that is a girl. But, like, I don't give a fuck. You know, just don't touch my glue stick. You know? I don't know. It was... There's never more equality than when you're fucking in first grade. At least in your head. You know, as far as I was concerned, like, everybody was the same. That's all I knew. Wow. Didn't mean to go deep there, but... <laughs> um, Yeah, and you were just like, holy shit. 
how the fuck are these girls like that? It was also the first time I ever like saw anybody new. I remember being super nervous for that because elementary school, it's like it's the same kids every year. I mean, some kids move in and out, but they're the new kids. Like you're chilling. And then I went to a middle school, so it wasn't like a K through twelve. It wasn't a seven through twelve. Whatever. I went to a two year middle school, and uh, yeah, it's weird. You go in there and you're like, it's all these kids from like six, seven different elementary schools, whatever, however many, compiled into one. I don't even know how those numbers fit. The school wasn't that big, but uh, we uh, it was weird. It was like I'm gonna see all these strangers, and we're all like, we'd see, oh, I have to start over <laughs> now, you know? It's like getting a divorce when you're 70 years old. It's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Jesus. Let me just go open a fucking dry cleaners or something, because well, who cares? And you were just like, I don't, I don't want to start my life over. <laughs> What's the point? Uh, and you have to, like, you're now, like, in it. I was in it. Like, I was, like, going through some shit. I didn't. I guess I only realize it now, but like I, you know what I mean? Like you don't notice shit. I mean, I didn't notice shit like that. Like things always just happen to me. Like I feel like I've been the same height forever. I never had any crazy growth spurts that like totally changed me overnight. It was always just like everything happened just real gradual. And I was just like, all right, well that's that. And it's like now I weigh this, and now I look like this. And it's like all right, I didn't. You know what I mean? It was never like bam overnight. This guy's different. Um, so I didn't notice what was going on. You know what I mean? Like, it was just happening to me. And I was just living it. It was crazy. Um, and I just couldn't talk to them. I was just like, any girl I was interested in talking to. And then if there were girls that I could talk to, it was like, I'm in love with you, blah, 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 poems, really long texts. That, that, <laughs> trust me, that started. That started right away, kids. That started immediately, you know, and it was bad. It was embarrassing, you know, when you're in seventh grade, you're just like an incel. You're doing it right away. I mean, that's how I was. I was fucking horny. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make it about this. It's r- and it's really not. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, I met a girl that like I saw a girl in middle school and then talked to her on MySpace and AIM. And we were like, she was my girlfriend, but it was only online. <laughs> it was an online relationship with somebody I went to the same school with. Also, if you have online relationships with people, you could, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. It was like, why would you, for, for like, uh, for like friends that, because I, I couldn't talk to her. So that, that was why that was like that. But I never understood, like, why anybody would just, like, talk to their friends online. And you're like, you want to chill? It's like, nah. And it's like, well, why are we just texting all the time? You know what I mean? Like, you live in my town. It's not that far. It's nice out. You know, like, let's do something. Nah. It's like, I never understood that. I, I really don't get it. Like, just go chill? You're like, no, nah, I'm not doing anything. Me either. You want to do something? No. <laughs> um, if they're, like, actually your friend and you're not just texting them because they're bored or whatever. So I, I never got that. But uh, that was, yeah, that was the relationship. She came up to me one day. I'll never forget it. And she was like, I want to talk to you. Like, we have to, we have to talk now. Like, we're dating. And I was like, okay. And I just didn't. I just really didn't. And then that's it. We broke up. And I didn't date anyone again until I was a junior in high school. And I didn't date her in the first place because it's seventh grade and nothing matters. But uh, the stakes were so high. Everything was so dramatic. And I remember, like, I, I lost it. <laughs> Getting dumped, like, crushed me. It was absolutely terrible. Uh, it didn't matter at the time. But anyway, so, like, I, 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 had, I thought I was in love. 
it was ridiculous, but I thought I was in love. I thought she was so cool, and whatever. And that that lasted forever, until I was twenty years old. From twelve to twenty, I was chasing her, and we would like kind of be a thing for like a little bit, like two days, and then she would just like ghost me, and it would just happen all the time, like periodically, like every six months, she would like pop in and be like, "I'm back, let's hang," blah blah blah, and. uh yeah, then she did it again. And then it was like years would go by, and then uh, she would do it again. And then, yeah, when I was twenty, like she had her own apartment, and then uh, just happened. And then, basically, the gist of what happened was, um, I moved in with her under the. I was in college, and I, was, I moved in there. She was like, "Finish school when you're done. Like, help me out with rent. Like, I got you. Like, I'm already living here by myself. So, like, you can just move in." You know, blah blah blah. And I was like, "Um, are you sure? Because like, I won't." have money like I, I had a part-time job that i quit because i was like i need to focus on school this job is in my way you know and so i was like okay you know if you believe it and i move everything i had out of my parents house like even right now as i say this there's so much shit of mine that is at my parents house like my record players there just because i don't got room and i don't want to have to move it again you know like if i have to move out of here um and I also gathered an entire apartment's worth of furniture and stuff because I, I was so convinced I was just going to get my own place like it was no problem. Although I did almost buy the house. Like, oh, I almost bought this condo for 25 Gs on South Shore 78th. It was right by Kanye's house, and I didn't even know it. Okay, like the house he grew up in. It was like right around the corner. It was like fate, which is what this story is supposed to be about. Anyway. So we... I, well, I move in there, and uh, everything's fine for, like, a little. Actually, no, she broke up with me on the first night, technically, and her and her friend threw my stuff all over the room. That was crazy. Um, so, yeah, basically what happened there, I'm I'm just going to break it down. It was, like, it was just toxic. She, like, got me to alienate everybody at school because I was just so, I was just so in love. I thought, anyway, whatever. Who fucking cares? What an idiot. And, uh... And then uh, eventually she just got me to stop going, and I just dropped out. I was like, okay. I was too embarrassed to move out, because I was like, this is like a matter of pride, which I don't know why the fuck I have any pride. <laughs> I don't know where all that pride came from, I guess. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I just couldn't. So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to keep duking it out. And then uh, I got a job. She ruined it. <laughs> like She emailed my boss and was like, hey, he can't work this much. And then my boss is like, uh, are you good? And I'm like, no, man, this is fucked up. Um, it didn't go like that. I I played along. Like, I was afraid she was going to find out if I just told my boss the truth, which she wouldn't have. And, uh, yeah, it was just awful. It was, it was just awful. Uh, I alienated all my friends and family and dropped out of school. And I got a job, and then I quit it. And then I got another job, and I got special treatment because she complained to them. And it was just screaming and yelling and fighting and just a million stories I could tell you, like, the infinite, just unbelievable. And uh, it, it, it destroyed me. And so the, re- the reason that I was bringing that up is because, again, I'll tell more about that and plenty of other things in episodes that go on. Feel free to ask anything or if you have similar experiences you want to share and we can kind of talk things out our fat podcast gmail.com don't forget um 
we, I mean, I eventually was just like, I can't, I can't do it. Well, actually, I got dumped, and then we, like, it was not an off thing for a while. Like, it, it, it was bad. It was bad. But, so, the reason why I brought it all up is because I look back on that relationship because I didn't finish college, and I got that job, but then nothing went for it. So I went for graphic design. Um, that I had an internship. It didn't pay very well, but it paid, you know? And I, I was grateful for that. It was $500 a month. I was working like 9 a.m. to as late as like 10 p.m. because it was for a baseball team, and uh, which was amazing. I love sports. Baseball is not very high up on my list. Like it's football high and above, and then like, Basketball, basketball is dropping rapidly though. Like the gap between one and two is enormous because I just I don't like the way it is now. Um, I mean, I just remember like a playoff game could be like eighty six to eighty two. I remember when the best defense in the NBA would allow eighty nine points per game. You're like, damn, they're holding them below ninety. Like that's unreal. And that was, like, eight years ago. You know, like, it wasn't that long ago when, like, Zebo was on the Grizzlies and they were just fucking muscling people. Um, weird that that's what the Titans just did. A lot of Tennessee. Tennessee likes to just muscle. Um, and, yeah, I just, I now it's, like, the best, they're, like, they're the best defensive team in the NBA. And it's, like, they allow 106 points per game. The worst defense in the NBA used to allow that. And it's, just like... That subtle gap is a big difference. Like, th- you want to talk about physicality being down, like, from hand-checking. That's what everybody used to say. And the NBA is going to totally fit into what I'm getting at with this whole thing. It's just that we're 33 minutes in, and this was, again, supposed to be a short thing, but you'll, you'll see. Um, and so, yeah, but I like baseball, you know. Um, the playoffs are always super intense and super awesome, and that's great. Um, I think there's no point in the regular season. Like, it, it could be a third of the length, and that would be fine. Or whatever. Like, that's that's not really the point that I'm trying to make here. The point that I'm trying to make here is that a fucking graphic design and sports job is like a dream fucking come true for me. It's like if I was a guy who just made movie posters or, like, something weirdly specific like that. Like, I, I worked in the film industry. Like, that would be fucking awesome, too probably be less cool um just because like i literally like my my little cubicle was in the office of the stadium like that was where do we go i work at the fucking baseball stadium like that's so sick and i would absolutely love to do something like that again and i never will because like i don't have any resume you know what i mean the whole there's a whole thing and it's a whole fucking butterfly effect thing where it's like one i probably shouldn't i just shouldn't have gone to college because it was a very expensive art college that was not credible (laughs) And I pretty much got talked into it because I was too lazy. I didn't I didn't want to take gen eds. And they're like, yeah, we don't really have gen eds. Ours are basically fakes. And I was like, this is perfect. I don't care what it costs because I didn't know what loans were. I didn't know what I didn't know how long it took to pay back certain amounts of money. My family, my, neither of my parents went to college. And they were just like, yeah, dude, we'll sign whatever you want. Like it was, I don't know if it was a supportive move or an ignorant move, but like either way, they were down and <laughs> they signed the papers with me. And I just think it's crazy that like you can sign a document that's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, oh, I mean, mine wasn't this much, thank God, because I would probably have had a heart attack by now, um, but like, yeah, I'll, I'll borrow $120,000, I'll pay it off in no time, <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, that's actually not feasible to pay off quickly, and uh, I didn't know, 
you know, and it was private loans. So, like, <laughs> the rates are insane and it's a whole thing. And so, like, maybe I just shouldn't have gone. Maybe they just should have stopped me. That's fine. But had I, had I finished, I could say that for sure. And I didn't. So, like, I'm always going to have that be the more pivotal thing. Because if I did finish, maybe I wouldn't regret going. You know? And then it was like, well, maybe if I also didn't act like a little kid and, like, make, like, get demands and, like, have my personal life involved and, like, adjust my hours. So, basically, like, I was working, like, nine, like, nine in the morning, ten at night, like, for night games. Because you would just come in for your, your office work, which I was the designer. So, like, all of my work was office work. All the interns were there at nine, but they were there for, like, cleaning shit. And I didn't have to do that. And it was sick. I loved it. And, like, the it's it was, <sighs> that job was great. But, uh, yeah, I, like, couldn't talk to any of the girls, blah, blah, blah. And I eventually, I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm going to do whatever I want. Just at work. Like, I'm chilling. But, uh, yeah, and then it was just like, oh, wait, now I'm not. And uh, I could just tell. Like, that next day I came in, it was the groundskeeper. Like, I could tell he made a joke, I think. I Well, I couldn't tell. But he was just like, hey, man, you doing okay? With, like, a little bit of a smirk, and it was just like, oh, this kid's a fucking pussy. He's super whiffed and is super soft. And either way, the difference was I didn't have to come in at 9 a.m. anymore. I could come in at, I could come in for my eight hours. So I would start at 1 or 2 for a night game. And then on a on an off day, you know, I would just work 9 to 5, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then she would just, like, call me and call me and call me. And, like, bothered me while I was there. And it was insane. And it was like, I cannot answer the phone. I can't. It was because she was unemployed at the time. But it's like, I, this isn't, I'm, this is my job. Like, I don't, you're not my job. Anyway, sorry. I don't mean to be diving into those arguments. This is not a whole thing. Um, but, yeah, so that, that would be the next, like, step on that thing. It's like, okay, well, what if I didn't start coming in at 2 and I just, like, paid my dues like I was supposed to? And do my nine to nine shit. Like, whatever. I didn't care, you know? Fucking, like, 20 and I dropped out of college. I was lucky I was even in this thing. And I don't think that they knew. I don't think that they knew that I dropped out. And I also don't think that they cared. I mean, I got the job. Like, it didn't matter. You know, clearly they thought I was capable to do it. Um, so, like, all, all of that part's fine. But, I mean... The, what if there was an opportunity you know what I mean like I squandered any opportunity if there was one and I'll never know if there was one and uh, th- that's just always like really hit home and then from there it was like I just gotta work to pay off these student loan bills that are kicking in now and you know next thing you know it's fucking f- five years later and here you are and it all just kind of hit me at once and then like 25 that milestone number you know it's like Oh, you wish, like, like the way, if a guy got 2,996 hits, again, I don't know where I'm, uh, baseball, it's fresh in the mind, um, that is 3,000 hits. But, like, even me, like, I, I, I don't actually think the way I just said it, because it's like, why couldn't he just play, like, a couple more games? Like, like literally the movie Mr. 3000, uh, I didn't want it to be that, but that's what it ended up being. Or it's like... You know what I mean? Like if somebody, if a quarterback threw two hundred and ninety nine career touchdown passes, it's like why didn't he? Why didn't he sign with a team for like one week? You know, and it's just like well, first of all, people don't play for stats. I mean, people do play for stats, but uh, those aren't the guys you tend to remember as like 
legends. Anyway, so it's just one of those milestone numbers, and I don't know. I think the combination of not smoking, see, it's it's tying together, um, and having that anxiety there combined with just being reflective, and I've also just been a little depressed lately, like after getting sick. Again, I think it, that might be tied into like the sick thing, but it comes and goes, you know, and it's winter, it's cold, Chicago, you know. Um, not, not really much going on. Haven't been seeing people as much, you know, everybody's busy or everybody's dating somebody or people are doing whatever and I'm not really doing anything right now and I'm just working and I hate my job and it's just like all of those things combined together and like, um, yeah, I just had a real mortality thing and like that would always happen to me with SIGs anyway as a hypochondriac, like, and I also have psoriasis, which goes into my uh, shyness development, but we're not going to talk about that either. That was a whole crazy experience getting that as you go into high school. It's like I could not catch a fucking break. So, I mean, yeah, and I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And like I said, like, I don't want to. So it really freaks me out when I think that I'm going to for no reason. And then I just hammered, and then like for this one, I was just like hammering it in my home, like, you're going to die, period, like one day. And I was like, no shut up and i cannot handle thinking about what it would actually be like for it to happen and then i get into this loop like i can't stop and it's terrible and i hate it and that that's how that one was doesn't happen to me very often when it gets bad like that but um yeah so i was just like freaking out all the time and then like i was like dude like what am i you know what i mean like i'm 25 and i'm single and it's like uh you know like i got the apartment and it's like i don't really know what to do now kind of like all right, I, I got over all the all the st- I climbed all the steps, <laughs> you know. I got a car and I moved out, and then I learned how to be on my own. And now that I know what I'm doing, and I'm just kind of like bored. And it's like all I do is go to work and come home. And then even if I go out, it's like, well, I gotta go to work. And I I think really it boils down to like hating my job while being stressed out and quitting cigs and blah blah blah. But then like, yeah, just 25 hit me, and I just like had like a breakdown. And uh, I was like. I was like, there's a reason why I'm thinking about this so much, like the mortality thing, like leading, and then, it, like past my birthday, like it, it it stuck around for about a week. I mean, like I, I it really hit me like on the 14th, but then like it was just kind of on my mind, like a little bit before and a little bit after. And where this all ties up, well, I thought that this was gonna be where it all tied up into an ending, but. Um, it, like I said, it ended up shining through today, but then I was at, um, breakfast with my mother, my beautiful mother, who is a saint, and I absolutely love her, and I am too much of a coward to just say that to her. She's the greatest mother anyone could ever ask for, and, uh, if you ever see a sweet little turtle-looking lady, <laughs> you know, give her a high five, or whatever. I don't give a fuck. I do. Don't bother my mother. But I I was like, I got a text and it was just like, oh, is this fake news? And I think you guys probably know what I'm talking about. And I was like, yeah, that's got to be fake news. And then I get a bunch more texts. It was in a group chat. And it's like, oh, wait, no, uh, it actually doesn't seem to be fake. And this was like 10, 15 minutes later. And I was like, wait, wait. Like, I didn't even respond. I was like, oh, I'm going and I was like, inst- I was like about to go to Safari, and I'm just like, no, 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 I'm going straight to ESPN. And sure enough, there's his face, and it's breaking news: Kobe's dead. And I was immediately like, I-, I was in so much shock, I will never forget where I was. It's one of those moments. It's like 9/11. I mean, 
not to say it's that serious, but I just mean like that moment where you're like, where were you when you found out? It's like, I know exactly where I was when I found out. And I, I mean, I don't mean to be rude when I say this, but like, I don't know why it affected me that much. I think because of the context, like I'd been thinking about it and like, I was like, this is going to culminate in something like something bad is definitely going to happen if I'm thinking this, this much. Cause usually like whenever I'm in like that state and I'm not saying I'm like tapped into any fucking consciousness. I'm just saying like whenever I get like that anxious to where I'm just like thinking about death all the time, like usually something goes down in my life that either snaps me out of it or like realizes it. And, uh, I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but it's just like, because like they don't happen that often. It's not. And this one, and then they usually don't culminate in anything this crazy. Like, you know what I mean? It'll be like I'm feeling like that, and then I'll get a call for like a job interview, and whether I got that job or not, it didn't matter. It, like you know, brought my spirits back up, and uh, which is what I could use now. And I did get one, and that did bring my spirits back up actually. But I already f- I fucking failed it. It was a phone interview. I hate phone interviews. They're terrible. And I'm again, I'm too shy. I can't just start talking to people. I'm terrible at interviews. Um, we where I just told her and she was like, Oh my God. She's like, I think I'm going to cry. It's like, yeah. And like, I, I just don't know why I, again, I think it was all that stuff built together, but it's like, also that's fucking Kobe. Like our generations, Jordan, you know, like in play style, obviously, but also like he was the best play. He was the first best player in the NBA that I remember watching live. And, when LeBron, like, not just came into the league, but when he started getting better and the Lakers as a team started getting worse, it's like, is he the best player in the league? And I was that guy who was like, fuck no, he's not. I'm not jumping on this new bandwagon like this is the best player in the NBA. And he was. And uh, I was just a little bit too young for Peak Iverson. And uh, he also just wasn't on TV as much. I mean, Kobe had Shaq and Phil Jackson, and they won three titles, you know? Like, for me, it's like Kobe number eight, I barely even remember. It's mostly 24. I don't know when he made the switch. It had to be around, like, 05, 06, though. Maybe 07, you know what I mean? And I just remember, like, like Black Mamba, you know what I mean? Like, Mamba Kobe, 24, is insane. I remember when he scored 81, I didn't see it, and I was too young. Like, you know what I mean? I don't remember, like, watching the highlights. But I remember, like, that being a thing that, like, was... I, I used to read the newspaper, I think. I would look at the standings and stuff, and I used to love it. And that's why I still do it all the time. But it, it's not as satisfying anymore, which is unfortunate, but that's okay. And I mean, like, Chappelle, like, he started the Kobe thing. I think he started that. Like, when you're throwing something out or throwing anything into anything that is similar to what a basketball... Going into a net is like, you say Kobe. And I think that that was because of Dave Chappelle, as far as I know. Um, If not, whoever started that, fucking dope. But either way, like you said, fucking Kobe. That was what you said. Like, it, it was just a part of your language. And you know what I mean? He was just everywhere. And then it was like Lil Wayne. I was I was huge into Lil Wayne. That was right around fucking... No Ceilings, which to this day I, I will say is the greatest mixtape of all time, and I have not re-listened to it much since high school. I really went into a whole, like, Lil Wayne's the best, and then I was like, Lil Wayne's the worst when I was in my Def Jux phase. Yeah, I got real aggressive and fucking annoying about it, and it's stupid, and now I can understand. Like, he was great, he's not anymore, and that's fine. But that song, Kobe Bryant, it was like, Kobe down, 
tote bomb on my shirt. He was like, fuck yeah, 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 yeah. And then you would like watch it to like his mixtape and it was like, oh my God, to uh, Kobe's mixtape. And it would be like, oh my God, you're just getting so fucking hype. And it's like, dude, this guy is so good. And it's like every time he shoots it, you expect it to go in. And I remember he would just stand at the three-point line sometimes and just like pump fake it like 20 times and like the shot clock would run down and he would just hit a buzzer beater and the guy was locked on him the whole time. <laughs> like none none of his moves worked. He like wouldn't even dribble. He would just like do some jab steps and some pump fakes and then he would just drill a three anyway. I know his three point shooting percentage like wasn't great for his career or whatever, but I just remember like moments like that at least. Or just all those fadeaways or whatever. Or I'll never fucking forget. I will never forget when Matt Barnes <laughs> like tried to th- like pretended to throw the ball in his face and he just did not flinch. He didn't even blink. And I was like, this is the baddest motherfucker there is. And he would just ice games and, like, would cr- would crush it. And I was, I, I wanted that second three-peat. But I'm also glad that the Celtics won because I like that team. I like Ray Allen a lot. And Rondo was, uh, Rondo, like, he, he's a smart basketball player. He's a true point guard. And uh, I, I was into it. But uh, this is about Kobe. And uh, he was just everywhere. And, I mean, the way he talked, he was just clearly so intelligent. And it's like, how did he get this smart? You know, he didn't go to college. He was just a fucking brilliant guy. It's like one of those things where you realize, like, like LeBron probably could have just became a businessman. He just happened to be really good at basketball. It's like, okay, well, that's the avenue I'm going to take. It's like one of those things where, like, a, a scout will be like, he's too smart. It's like, that is never a problem anywhere. But, okay, yeah, he's too smart. We don't want Kobe. He's too smart. Let's get rid of him. And, um, look... I'm just going to say this because a bunch of other people said it and brought it up. The Colorado thing, look, you can say that it definitely happened in your mind, and that's fine if you think that because it's probably likely and it's bad. It's definitely bad. It is not good. But now is not the time to bitch about it, okay? Like, the it shouldn't be UC breaking news and then you have to give your little comment about how nobody should be sad or whatever. You can just go not be sad. Like, okay, his positives outweigh that one negative, and that sounds terrible probably to some people for some reason, but, like, that guy brought joy to a lot of people, and his family took a loss regardless. You know, there are people that loved him that lost him, and it's a really tragic way for somebody to go. So you leave your fucking takes about how, like, nobody should care because of blah, 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 because of one thing. It's like, okay, you've never fucked up before, and I get that that's really, 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 really bad of a fuck up. I get that. But I'm just saying, like, now's not the time. It's like breaking news, and it's like nobody can mourn. Nobody can be sad. It's like if you don't care about the people posting about how much they fucking loved the guy, then you are the problem and need to get off, okay, it's not the masses, it, this affects millions of people, like, <laughs> like, Los Angeles is a wreck, so anyway, that's, that, that's just my thing, I just don't think that this is the time or place to reflect on that, this is the time to just be like, oh my god, rest in peace, I'm so sorry to everyone involved, and all the other people too, like, I think that this would be like a big news story regardless who was on there, maybe not, obviously, and literally, not as big, but, I mean, it, it kind of seems like something that would be pretty newsworthy regardless, um, especially given 
Like if everybody else was the same on board and besides Kobe and his daughter, it's like if it was the same scenario, you know. And I just kept I just remember I kept waiting for like the second thing. It's like, oh no, he's actually fine. Like in my head it was like, okay, there was a crash, but he like he Kobe'd out. You know what I mean? The the <laughs> it's like Kobe can't die. That was, a, that was, like, what I thought. It was, like, in a situation like that, like, no, 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 no. He'd will his way <laughs> to living through that. And then they'd find him, and, you know, he'd persevere because, yeah, he fucking wins. That's just what he does. And I was just waiting for that, and it just never came. Like, it never even came close to coming. There wasn't one person who was like, oh, my God, they actually think that it, people might, there might be survivors. Uh, it apparently was like absolutely brutal. I mean, uh, I heard that there's a video of it somehow, and I do not want to see it. It, I, it would break my heart. But he just, yeah, he meant so much to an entire city. He was doing so much, like with his production company now. Like I was super interested in like what content he'd be coming out with going forward, because I'm sure it would have been fucking awesome. And it it's sad from that perspective. Like if you if you love like. You know what I mean? He had that children's book that seemed, like, really cool. And I know he had that, like, whole Harry Potter idea thing. Like, not for Harry Potter, but, like, his own, like, world-building thing. And, you know, he won that, the short for Deer Basketball, like, right away, right after he retired. And it's just, like, the 60 points. Like, you can go on and on and on about every fucking thing this guy did. But it, it was more than that for me because... I wasn't watching as much basketball because I was, like, too young. I, like, wasn't really into sports. I, I was really into football by the time I was 12, absolutely. Um, this is all back to, like, seventh grade. Because this is really when I was, like, getting into, like, all sports of any kind. It's like, I, okay, well, I was watching baseball games in the summer and, like, things like that. But, like, back then it was just, like, watching. Like, I, I saw what happened and that was it, if that makes sense. Like... Like, a receiver went in motion, and then, you know, the quarterback just threw the ball, and it went into his hands. And it's like, okay, I didn't understand, like, guys are doing this and all the, like, little subtle things about sports that are going on in every, sing- in every single second that you don't know. And specifically football, I think that's why I like it so much to this day, is that I learned so much more from it. And then, like, basketball, obviously, like, some of it I just don't get, frankly. Like, I don't understand what step is what step, and what move is what move, and, like, you know, I only understand the basic parts, and I just, every time I see a guy, like, fucking play weak-ass D, it just really bumps me out, and the point, again, we're not getting into that right now, <laughs> but, so, yeah, I mean, like, that that's the time frame I really use, because, like, when I was, like, eight, I especially didn't understand, um, like, w- when I was six or seven, um, my dad took me to a Bulls-Wizards game, and I got to see Michael Jordan play in person. On the Wizards. <laughs> I always do that as the, the second part of that story. It's like, yeah, I've seen Michael Jordan play. He was on the Wizards. But, like, it was cool. Like, I saw Michael Jordan play in the United Center. Like, that's awesome. And, but I don't remember it, frankly. Um, I remember I picked the Wizards to win. The Bulls were terrible at the time also. So, like, that wasn't a bold pick. Um, but I was like, the Wizards are going to win this game because of Michael Jordan. Like, that was like, it's Michael Jordan. Like, you knew that when you were seven. And uh, kids that were seven when I was 12 thought that about Kobe Bryant. Um, and then we the same year, we went to a Lakers-Bulls game. So uh, Kobe and Shaq. And apparently Shaq, like, hit Brad Steven, not Brad Steven, Brad Miller or something. And there was, there was like a, I don't know if it was a fight, 
so much as like it wasn't like a brawl, but I think there was like a little a little quick spat. From what I was told, everybody stood up and I was too small to be able to see, so I don't know what happened. But everybody picked the Bulls because I was like, you know what I mean? I got nobody to root for on this team because I didn't know. I didn't know Kobe and Shaq. I was like, I just want the Bulls to win this time. And they did. And they were terrible. And the Lakers were the best team in the NBA, so I don't know how that happened. I feel like I must remember that incorrectly, but it's it's pretty vivid to me for some reason. And I was also super convinced that I was really good at the Dunkin' Donuts game. <laughs> I was like, I can always pick a fucking winner. I need to watch it for three seconds and I'll tell you. And I won like six in a row, like like you know when I went to Blackhawks games or whatever. Like I just got it, um, but yeah, I mean, and then it became Kobe. Like he was the first real basketball player I watched as I learned basketball, and it was like oh seven, and I was like oh, oh my god, this guy is incredible. So I was like just getting into all this, and he was just the guy, you know. There, he was untouchable. Nobody was winning titles but him, you know. It seemed like because like basketball dynasties don't really happen. And uh, I don't know. He was just a great. He was he, he was smart. He was always so witty. Like everything he said was funny, and I liked that he was always like kind of an arrogant dick to like reporters and stuff. You know what I mean? But it was like a smirky way, and they all respected him. And it's like you command respect. And Kobe was just he, he was special in every way, and uh, would have been cool. As like a film fan, it's like, whoa, this guy can become like a producer or an actor. I pretty much want everybody's post-whatever career to be acting. Like, why isn't Obama in movies <laughs> is a thought that I have every couple months. Come on, he'd be so good at it. I mean, I think like if somebody coached him, you know, but I think like his charisma and his voice and his look, like he could totally like play a doctor in, in a movie real quick, best supporting actor for the president. You know, we've had the we've had Reagan be the actor, then president. That doesn't seem to go so well. But why don't we find out what the president and then actor thing is like? You know, I'd love to find that out. Hopefully that's already happened. Somebody give me some news on that. But uh, yeah, it's tragic the way you went, everything about it. And I'll never forget where I was. And uh, I, it's like something is just, mi- it's I say, that's what it is. It's that like you can't believe that somebody who was in such command all the time, who got what he wanted when he wanted it, and he did everything he ever could have dreamed of, and he worked so hard. I mean, imagine being 17, and it's like, okay, you're in the NBA. That's already crazy. But, like, you only, you live for 17 years. Most of it is development. So you're really, like, only, like, conscious and have, like, solid memory for, like, 11 years. Right, but either way, we'll say seventeen years, and then you play for in the NBA for twenty years. It's like, well, you never lived any aspect of real life except high school, and you were a phenom, so like it w- everybody was freaking out over you anyway. So that wasn't normal, and then you're just in the NBA for longer than you've done anything else, like in your existence and i mean i get that that plays out for like guys who are like oh i worked for the post office for 60 years and like yeah you're 80 years old but to go like 17 in the nba in the limelight on prime time winning rings just being the best one mvp is also insane that year he those steve nash wins were bullshit okay I mean, I'm not going to say both of them were, but Kobe averaged like 36 a game, and it's like, that's the MVP, no matter what happened. I mean, unless the, there's a guy with 37, then sure. But, I mean, if there's a guy with like 34, then he's got like more assists and rebounds. But you get what I'm saying, like, 
Steve Nash was like 19 and 11. You know, like MVP. And I get the reason why. That team was crazy. But uh, I, I hated them at the time. I loved them in retrospect. And I wished I would have watched more Suns games. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just like it's Kobe. Like He's going to be around, you know? And, like, it, it's it's not like... It's not like losing somebody because they got sick. And it's it, there's just something weird about it because like that's also depressing. But and it's not like losing somebody to old age or even to like murder. Do you know what I mean? Like all 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 of the all losses are tragic, especially when there's somebody that like you feel strongly about. But the the way to go out like that, like in a pure, like legit, just tragedy. Like it's tragic that he's gone. Period. But then, like it's literally in like a horrible, freak accident, terrible thing, and you find out like not only his children but other children on board. It's just like you could never, you could never like imagine trying to get over that. And it's like I think that that's what it is. It's that we all realize that like none of us would ever be able to get over something like that. Like if co- like, let's say like your wife, your husband, your son, your daughter was there, you like it. It would break you forever. And uh, since we all know who Kobe is, we kind of feel it that way. But uh, okay, I just wanted to say a little bit about him, and uh, it's interesting that all of it tied together like that. So like it felt. It felt like all those things I was feeling around my birthday just kind of culminated in, unfortunately, that tragedy happening and being like all that death around. Now, I'm not saying that I willed that into existence or my brain knew that was going to happen or that was any kind of premonition. I'm just saying like it ended up becoming relevant and it happened the way it happened for a reason. Like, because it was like I was already feeling better, like I said, because I got that interview thing. So that kind of alleviated it already. And then this incredible way, like, it was crushing. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like I felt a weight come off my shoulders when I found out this happened. No, I, could, I couldn't I could really talk, and I just wanted to leave the restaurant and go lay in my bed. And, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, my eyes welled up. I, uh, a couple tears might have fell, you know? I, I mean, I wasn't, like, here bawling or, like, crying it out, and I needed a hug or whatever. But, like, I was just like, damn, man. You know, it was just like somebody punched you in the fucking gut. You know, you got the wind knocked out of you or whatever. Um, but it, then I also was just like, man, like that's what was going on. And it's like, it, instead of me freaking out, now this isn't me like flipping a switch. I'm definitely going to have these terrible panic attacks still and like the anxiety. And I'm still going to think the way I'm thinking. But in that moment, I was able to be like, okay, like if this happened to this guy, it's like I got to stop tripping. You know, and that was kind of what sparked me starting the podcast. I mean, what delayed it was that I had to modify a table to get an arm in it. And that's why every once in a while you hear this. Because, like, the arm is connected to the table. So anything makes a noise or I hit the table or anything happens, it goes up the arm and does the whole thing. But, like, I need an arm because it's like a am sitting on the floor and a chair on the floor. So, like, if my knees don't fit under the table, so, like, I had just a tripod with a mic on it, and I was trying to lean forward into it, and it it just did not work. 
like it, it hurt my back and it was really uncomfortable and I was like I need an arm I bought an arm and then the arm didn't fit and I had to cut a chunk out and it's like this delayed it again and again and I'd already been trying to do it with other people before you know I'd mentioned that whatever um and I was just like ready it's like I, I have to start something like I already have a bunch of music out there wolfx.bandcamp.com shameless plug um or multiplex.bandcamp.com another shameless plug but all the multiplex stuff is on wolfx if you ever want to check it out it's whatever it's fine it's good and it's fun and i like it um but i don't know how to mix and master it and just like i don't know how to mix and master this like no matter what tutorials i watch i don't get any better at it and you know and i know my quality's not that great on this mic or anything either but it's not it, it's a, i feel like it's a more forgivable thing to have maybe a podcast that's not up to like super high standards versus music that's not because pretty much everybody dropping everything is like studio quality and uh either i just haven't built the studio that's made for sound quality or i don't know what i'm doing and it's definitely it's definitely both i was going to say a little bit of both but it's definitely both period maybe a lot of both cuz i definitely don't have a studio set up for sound quality i just got a fucking scarlet and some dope shit but um my point was i was like i just need to do this like it's it's just time like i i've got to be do i, I want to be working on something i need some kind of project because graphic design, I mean, I'm not, like, out there trying to, like, f- sell myself, like, hey, I'll do your thing, you know, like, trying to get Facebook friends to, like, do stuff, like, who's me new graphic designer? Yeah, me, blah, 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 and I'm not, like, trying to do all that. I'm not trying to, like, talk my way into, like, a text interview, basically, with somebody and, like, send them my work and they're going to try to judge me and tell me what to do and do, like, freelance shit like that. Like, I don't want to do it like that. And I'd want to do it for work. Like, I'd want it to be my job. And, like, I'll, I'll whip something up whenever I have an idea. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I've got ideas for merch for this, so I hope it really blows up so I can do that because I would love to design some shirts. It's super fun. But the thing with design is that it's not something you can just, like, do for me because, for me, the thing I like about it is that it's a job. Like, you have a task that you have to complete. Like, I need this, 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 and this. And you then create it, like you're fulfilling an order, basically. And for me, it's not something that I want to practice. It's like, oh, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a poster for fun. It's like, no, 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 no. no. It's like my practice is like when I happen to need to use Photoshop or Illustrator. It's like I'm gonna try and finagle things around, and I kind of mess around then. Um, but I'm not gonna sit there and just do it anymore. You know what I mean? I did that for years. I would just practice and practice and practice for years, and this is not something that I'm. It's not that I think that I'm a great graphic designer. I mean, I I would still like prefer a junior level position to start. So don't get me wrong. I don't think that I'm like amazing. Um, but I think I'm a little bit more set in my ways, and I also think I'm just like sick of practicing it. You know what I mean? It's just, like it's not fun. Like I wanna, I want my my um, like extracurriculars to be enjoyable. And that's the other thing. It's like mixing and mastering music is not enjoyable. So I didn't want to do that, and like right now the band we the we have two fucking albums on the shelf because we can't mix and master it properly, and it's gonna come out and it's gonna sound like shit. It's gonna be a waste of time, and it's like they're both great. I would just love for it to get mixed and mastered. But anyway, so and then I was just like, I gotta just do something, and I wanted my something to be something that I loved. Well, I haven't done this, but it, and it's like I'm too scared, too shy to do stand up, and it's just I. It had to be this. It just had to be this. And it got delayed, delayed, delayed. And here we are, still doing it. And then today 
is when everything finally came together. I was going to record this podcast yesterday. It didn't celebrate my boy's birthday. I said this, I think. I don't know. Again, I'll get the recordings crossed. Sorry if I'm repeating myself. I know that the last couple of minutes have been pretty spacey and dead. And uh, it's because I'm really trying to pinpoint something that I think that I wanted to say but didn't before. And it's been a whole distraction. And uh, I kind of just fucked myself over there. But that's all right. We're back on track now. <laughs> I was listening. I put it off. Until today, for whatever reason, it had to be today. I don't know why. I, w- I listened to the last episode of Harmontown. I absolutely love Harmontown. I love Dan Harmon, period. Community is amazing. I can talk about it forever. I can talk about Rick and Morty forever. I went on a fucking road trip because of that show, um, and it was one of the best experiences of my entire life. So without Dan Harmon, a lot of things wouldn't have happened, and I think that I relate to that guy a lot, and I think that he's way funnier than me, and I wish I could be... I don't know. Um, I almost wish that if I did, if I could have like changed my whole school history, though, that I would have gone for screenwriting because I would love to do that so much. Kind of. I don't really know what I'd love to do, but like, I wrote a script for a show. I think I talked about this in the last one, and uh, it's clearly missing something. But I like, I know that I have something there. But anyway, none of this is the point. But um, he's a big inspiration to me, and that show was was the reason I. That was the first podcast I started to listen to. Um, everything about it I love. I love that it's live. I would love to do that live. I would love to tour, like, just like he did. And I would, you know, I mean, I know other podcasts tour. It's not that thing. But he was the reason I found all that stuff out. And I would love to do a, a live one every time, too. That would be super cool. But, and and it was just great. And it was just people talking. And I just loved it. And I, I didn't want to let go. I didn't want to listen to the last one in case, just in case it got emotional. And I'm glad that it didn't. It was just another episode. Which was fucking awesome, and it was very in the vein of the show. But at the end, Dan Harmon does a little giveaway thing. And he literally says, like, he, he, he reads that letter. He reads a letter from a fan that's basically like, yo, like what I just said. But it was at a pivotal time in this person's life, and they were like, man, I was, like, wrecked. And then I started listening to this, and it just, like, helped me out, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I, a bunch of great things happened. And then he's like, look, I'm going to paraphrase this, but he's literally just like, hey, if you're 25 and you're going through shit and you're like, where's my life going? Just go do the thing you want to do. And I'm like, wow, like that's always easy for everybody to say, like, just go do it. Because like, you know what I mean? Like that's what everybody says about music and like playing shows. And it's like, that's just not as easy as just go do it. Like there's a lot more involved in that. And there's a lot more involved in that than you realize and so that's tricky, but starting is, I think, what he meant. It's like, just go start it and just keep working at it and keep working at it. And, you know, like, why not? And my thing is, like, that's why I wrote that script. And I, it's, pro- again, like, I cannot stress it up. It's probably terrible as a script, but trust me, it's funny. And if I could explain that well enough to anybody at any point that mattered I think that I could convince him if I was ever in that scenario. But again, that's neither here nor there. This is really not what I'm trying to hammer home here. What I'm trying to hammer home here is that he was adamant. And like, not even adamant, just like, ah, that's not the right word, but just like, he meant it so much. It was so genuine and so pure and just so honest and so like inspiring. And he was just literally, and it was like he was talking to me. And I get it. That's kind of the point and that's what he was saying he was doing but it was like with all that other shit that I was discussing 
the anxiety stuff, the not smoking stuff, the the death stuff, the Kobe stuff. Rest in peace, Kobe. And then me doing this also, like, at this time, like, I didn't start this that long ago. I started it right in the midst of me being sad like that. I mean, like, the week after my birthday, I was just like, I have to just do this. Because I was going to do it in December, and then, you know, I got delayed, and then I got the arm, and then, you know what I mean? Like, even once it was finally set up, I was still delaying it, and then I just kept feeling terrible and terrible, and then I got sick, and then it was like, uh, I got to break out of this. I'm just going to do it. Like, it's, it's, now is the time, you know? And I had that moment, and he was basically saying, like, go have that moment. And, uh... It just all, yeah, it just came together. It's such a perfect thing. And I was literally just like, as soon as this episode's over, I'm going to go record. And that's the last thing he says on the last episode of the show. And I, I don't know. It just all really clicked for me. And I, it felt really special. Like, kind of like the way all the negative stuff just kept clicking together and piling up. And it all added up. And it all made sense. And it was like, Jesus, this is fucking bleak right now. And everything is really tough. It was like me processing through it in the past week or so and then like do you trying to mourn a little bit like i don't want to say mourn in in a way that's offensive to like his family and close friends and stuff but uh you know what i mean like just process it and try to deal with it because you know you listen to fucking icon and uh the way that like i bounced out of it and it all culminated with like hearing him say that like right around the time i did like i wish i listened to it before i recorded the first one kind of because then it would be like oh shit because he's like go start a podcast and it's like okay no problem um but uh it, it it could not have been a more perfect time for me to listen to it and it's just like the way the way the last two days worked out is crazy i was gonna do it yesterday and i didn't and then <laughs> Uh, yeah to hear him say that really really shook me up and i wanted to lay it down and it's yeah it's just been a wild it's been a wild 2020 i mean the day before new year's eve i lost my fingernail closed it in a car door but basically dealt with that throughout all of january it is still not fully back it's just a little bit short and it's weird to touch but it doesn't hurt hasn't hurt for a while but it was just like all January. I was dealing with something. It was the finger plus the sickness, then the sadness, then the, then that. And it's just like, wow, the month ended on such a good note, though, because I kind of snapped myself out of it, at least for the most part, and at least for right now. And that's all that matters is like, can you just get through it each time? And then as I get through it, right as I'm in the middle of starting this new creative endeavor, one that I think honestly, this is, this is the one that I have never felt. I wouldn't say I've never felt better about it, but I don't know. I've never felt, like, more comfortable with it. I've always had a thing where it's like, if it's not your job, you shouldn't say you do it. I mean, unless you are, like, literally trained. But, like, I don't like to say I'm a graphic designer because that's, like, a job. But it's like, I don't know, if you paint, like, if you paint houses, you're a painter. But then also, like, if you paint, like, original compositions or, like, you paint still lifes or whatever, like, you're, yeah, you're still a painter if you do it all the time. Um, but that's, I think, because, like, it's pretty hard to get a job as a fine artist like that, but uh, that that's not the point I'm trying to make either. Jesus. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, so I've never liked to call myself that, or a musician, because, like, I, I'm not on a label, you know, and nobody listens to my music. Just because it's online doesn't mean that people listen to it. And, you know, nobody, the the few shows we've played, 
You know, it's not like people were there to see us, certainly. Um, but this just feels like right. Uh, I think stand-up, it will pro- I could probably get that into the cards. I th- I'm hoping that this can boost me into starting that. I'm hoping to get better at this as I, as I will <laughs> keep saying um, and to keep doing it. And, uh, yeah, I got myself out of that funk. And then right as I was about to sit down, him saying that again, I know I've just been repeating that over and over again, but I, I just couldn't believe that he said that to like <laughs> at such a perfect moment for me. Um, it really completed the turnaround that I was having in my moods and I just, I feel great and I hope that, uh, this can prosper, but I'm going to tap out for now. Um, we will reconvene shortly. And uh, don't forget, never forget, I are fat, you are fat, we are fat. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Calculator. <laughs>